What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me in the latest Mortcast. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are always online at bfwdenver.com, where you could pick yourself up a wine bottle, book yourself a virtual wine tasting, or pick yourself up some swag, or even book yourself a table right down there at their lower downtown uh, location. They got reds, they got whites, they got Rieslings, they got partnerships with Western Slope wineries called Cortaris or Storm Cellars um, or Restoration. It's just, they've got really everything you need because this truly is a local Colorado business. And uh, it's one of those things that you're really right now, local businesses need your support. Um, right now, book your virtual wine tasting at bfwdenver.com or you can go to bfwdenver.com, pick yourself up a wine bottle which is uh, what all the cool people are doing, like me. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Moisee, beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from, uh, from uh, Coors Field. Yes, I can do it. <clears throat> right in the middle of the dairy block. They're always online at bfwdenver.com. When you go in or you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. Uh, we're going to pause one moment and get a, a message from our sponsors. Blake Street Tavern. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Do you like to play games or watch games? At the Blake Street Tavern, you can do both. We have 69 high-depth big screens, an award-winning underground social games room, features pool, darts, papa shot, skee-ball, giant Jenga, and cornhole. Okay, so what's it going to be? Watch games or play games? Dude, figure it out. I'm just the guy doing the commercial. It's the Blake Street Tavern at Park and Blake where Denver watches sports. Welcome to the debut episode of what I, I think should be um, um, a, a long-running program with, uh, with a good friend of mine. And we're going to call this one Morty and the Sharp. And this is going to be all about uh, sports betting and giving our picks for the NFL uh, right before the uh, Thursday night game, which is as of this recording tomorrow. First of all, I'd like to introduce you to my co-host on this episode, uh, really the man who is the, uh, the brains behind this operation right now. It is my friend who has been on this podcast and my other podcast quite frequently, Pat Guerin. Hello, Pat. Good day, sir. Good to be here, Morty. Thank you You're for uh, having me. You're the titular sharp in this uh, in this thing. <laughs> that's right. In uh, in name only, I'm sure we'll discover. But nonetheless, that's uh, a vocation I love to pursue. Well, so uh, Pat and I have been batting this idea around for a while, and I sent him a text a couple of days ago, and I said, "Let's just get this thing on. Let's get this thing on celluloid." Uh, well, not really, uh, but let's get this thing down and. Uh, it's just kind of an idea we had because as you know, and I, as I have said on this podcast many, many times, I do not wager. I don't bet. Um, I do read for DraftKings frequently, uh, but I do not bet. Um, it's not just something I, I do because I never felt I have enough information to do so. And I'm too, I'm so anal that I don't really want to go into any sort of situation uh, half-assed. Um, however, um, Mr. Mr. Garen here is the other side of the coin for me here. So um, before we get started on giving our picks and giving kind of essaying what our philosophy is on this thing, what is your background as far as uh, sports betting and your history uh, with going through the years for this? 
Well, oh, oh, that's the deep secrets, I guess. Um, so I, like yourself, uh, have always loved sports. I grew up as a, you know, young boy in the 80s and 90s, which, of course, I view as the golden age of sports and my favorite games and favorite teams and favorite athletes. Um, and I was probably like, I don't know, 10 or 12 years old. And a friend of my father's came over to watch the Super Bowl. I believe it was Cincinnati versus San Francisco. And I had kind of liked the flash of San Francisco. And I was like, oh, I like I like these guys. Right. Um, and he's like, you want to bet on the game? And I was like, yeah, I'll take San Francisco. And he's like, no, 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 no. You don't just take San Francisco. You have to give me points. You know, they're a better, they're more likely to win. So we have to balance it out. So that was my introduction to the point spread. Um, and then uh, I got into playing some fantasy football. Uh, and, you know, now everybody plays fantasy football. But then I remember I was a kid and I was asked to join this league where the draft was held in a bar. And I went there and made my picks and, you know, had my list and all this. And one of the rules of the league was like, the, the scoring will come from the stat box in the Tuesday edition of the local paper. Uh, so there was no like live uh, score tracking or knowing what was going on necessarily going into Monday night or anything like that. And you'd wait to hear kind of like how many points you put together and you'd, you know, uh, come up with your own calculation and compare it to what like the league commissioner had so in those days the commissioners were very busy and i just got this sort of like a uh, bug i guess um to try to engage uh in my uh, love of sports on another level that made that gave me the opportunity to be to demonstrate that i'm smart about sports, you know, being smart was really important to me in those days. Um, and so I'd be like, oh, okay, you know, hey, friend of my father's who's, you know, two and a half times my age and has disposable income while I'm betting my lawnmower, lawn mowing allowance on, on, the, on a Sunday game. Um, you know, it was just so exciting. And then later on, um, you know, obviously I lived in Las Vegas. Um, straight out of high school, you know, attended some college, and uh, right. and there I would, um, you know, kind of spend the week looking up games and trying to make picks and all this, and then on Sun Saturday night, after I got off work, I worked like midnight. I would get a coworker that was of age to go with me to the sports book, and we would look at the. Um, lines that were up on the big sort of marquees inside all these sports books in Las Vegas. And I would be like, oh, I love this pick or I love that pick. And um, and then I would give him the money and put the bets in for me. And then I would go home and I would tape all my tickets to my coffee table. Right. And I would fall asleep, you know, whatever time. And then I would wake up and in, in Las Vegas uh, and in the, the Pacific time zone, you know, those uh, NFL Sunday games start extra early. I think mm -hmm. 10 o'clock is the first game typically. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times, you know, I was a night, you know, worked late at night. I was young. I slept in. A lot of times I'd wake up and I'd be like, the first quarter was over or it'd be almost halftime. And I would turn the TV on and I'd get all the scores I could and I'd compare it to all my tickets that were taped to my coffee table. <laughs> and, you know, I won some, I lost some. And, and this and that and eventually i moved out to the east coast um and i lived in uh, boston massachusetts a great american city mm -hmm. where there was a very robust gambling um culture uh, but it was bookie related it was calling in and saying hey uh what's the spread on this i'll put this amount of dollars on that the way that that worked is you kind of had an account and it went ran from um from Monday to Sunday. So uh, Sunday night was like your last chance to, you know, make money or lose money for the week. 
and then the book would close on you. And then that ensuing Friday, you'd meet up with this bookie and either pay him what you lost or get paid. And uh, I happened to be out there when um, the Patriots, the New England Patriots, were playing the St. Louis Rams in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the Rams were heavy favorites or they were the greatest show on turf. And the Patriots were kind of, nobody gave them much of a shot. They had this kind of backup late round quarterback by the name of Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so the Patriots were big underdogs. And as a result for, you know, independent bookies in Boston, whose exposure is basically to Patriots fans, everybody was betting the Patriots and they started to take some crazy bets. And so I made an exceptionally crazy bet. And there was this way of betting back then that was essentially called an if then bet. And so you would say, I'm going to bet on the Patriots to win or the Patriots, you know, to cover, if, when, then I want the over, if, when, then I want this. And again, because you're not entering this into this computer and you're dealing with like human beings that are deciding whether to take your action or not, put together this whole string. And so I had been doing this a lot and, um, and I had limited success because what a lot of times would happen is, you know, you'd be, I'm going to bet the first bet if when I'm going to bet the second bet if when I bet the third bet, the third bet loses. And typically you'd put all that money on that third bet. And so you're back to zero. You didn't get paid for your two winners right. um, and your one loser cost you everything. So what happened to me is on that Super Bowl, I had this extremely complicated bet that was a string bet that um, hit for a lot of money. And ironically, I had a roommate at the time who we were kind of gambling friends. And he was like, did you decide what you're going to do in the Super Bowl? And I'm like, yeah, I put together this long string bet. And um, essentially, they were all interrelated. So it was like, if the Patriots, um, you know, if the first score of the game will be a field goal. If right. when the first uh, person to score points in the game will be Adam Vinatieri, um, which actually I believe that it was the... Um, kicker for the Rams whose name I just forgot but um he ended up taking a really long kick like a 50 yarder or something it looked like maybe they were gonna punt and so I hit this bet in the first five minutes of regulation on Super Bowl and um and so it cashed it was a huge bet anyway so my roommate was like what were you thinking about and I was like uh you know I have this long string bet and he's like just put that in for me as well so we both went huge. He did nothing. I just said, put it under his name also. And um, the bookie actually came to me. This was a big time bookie who made money all the time um, and said, hey, I took an absolute beating in the Super Bowl because not only did the Patriots cover their like 13 point spread, they also won the game. So a lot of people were putting them on money line bets, which right. was like two and a half to three to half, four to one, whatever it was. And so he got just totally blasted by all these amateurs who were throwing these bets in. And then I had this really complicated bet that he probably shouldn't have taken that just busted it down. So he gave me the opportunity to like um, essentially let it ride. And so what I did was I quit my job and I went and um, cashed out enough money at the beginning of each month to like cover my expenses. And then I would gamble throughout the month with like kind of the balance. And I would tell myself like, hey, if I end up going bust, I get a job and I'll go back to my life, and you know, whatever. But I ended up going uh, and doing pretty well. And, um, and, uh, eventually the bookie was like, you know, I can't take your bets anymore. Um, it's just not working for my bookie business here. <laughs> and that was kind of the end of it for me for a little while. And actually I have run across, I kept my, all my bets. I wrote them in a hardcover notebook, which I have wow. run across semi-recently <laughs> and I was betting crazy things. I was betting, you know, periods and hockey games and, um, wow. ha- halves in the NBA. And I remember, 
being at a sporting event and, you know, in person and like calling in my bets, you know, from the concourse and all that. Wow. So I was young. I had expendable income. It wasn't harmful. Eventually, I started to have like a real job where I got a paycheck every couple of weeks. And uh, I didn't want to have to give that entire paycheck to a bookie, potentially, um, just for the opportunity to possibly win sometimes, but, but not always. Mm-hmm. And so I really um, tamped it back. And then I decided that I was just going to gamble for fun, if at all. And I've gone years without gambling. You know, obviously, um, recently, gambling has become legal in so many states. It's so easy. Yes. It's like buying on Am. It's like buying something on Amazon, or it's like it's like when E Trade came out and anyone could just trade stocks. You know, right. it just was accessible all of a sudden. And so, um, you know, I took kind of a long hiatus. Occasionally, if I was in Vegas or something, I would be like, "Hey, I'm going to place a couple bets." I think one of the times I was in Vegas six, seven years ago, Morty, I called and tried to uh, tap into your expertise on a <laughs> on a team that I know you follow closely, and and you told me what to do, and I did, and it was a winner. And the thing about it is is these things are like 50 50 you know like half the people are going to bet on typically and lines are designed to elicit half the action one way and half the other but it's like you said oh i think that you know our team is going to win no doubt bet on them and i did and you were right but you know were you right because you know so much about sports or because you happen to be on the right side of that sort of assessment that night you know um those are the questions. So one thing I now just a very casual sports, but I, you know, I spend very little actual money on betting sports. I just like to do it for the sport of it. Yeah. And it's, um, it's fascinating to watch it become something that they could talk about on ESPN um, or, you know, on the national broadcast, which used to be like really taboo and yeah. Al Michaels and Brett Musburger and those types kind of wink winking their comments oh, yeah. from time to time, which people uh, in the sports betting world really loved, but um, you know, now it's fully embraced. And uh, I think it's important to find the fun in it and uh, to know that like, you know, you're not going to get rich at it, that if you follow some accounts on uh, Twitter or Reddit or other places, you'll see these 11 15 leg parlays hit for two dollar bets they're paying 150 grand but my experience um you know for gambling for many years is that those are losers bets that you know you just might as well play the lottery because somebody does win but that doesn't mean that you're ever gonna win it means probably means you're not um so anyhow it's uh, fascinating to watch it evolve and uh i've thought that it'd be fun to sort of uh have a conversation with mm-hmm. you about um how we approach um our analysis of games and then throw some like you know fake money at it and see how we do and so i think we discussed it a little bit earlier and it's like i have some gambling experience and i, and I like sports um which and i have a pretty good you know understanding of sports i would watch sports just as much as the next guy but you are immersed in sports you know you have a lot of first of all you have a brain for it you remember oh this game and you know 1947 um <laughs> yes memorable for uh, this reason and all of that uh, which i commend you for mm-hmm. so you know it's kind of a, a social experiment it's um someone who comes into this as just like almost a historian and an observer and a and a journalist um of sports have any advantage over someone who like gets inside their head and sort of really tries to uh to try to figure out the gambling aspect of it in order to to, to place action well i and I think part of this is like, just to explain myself, I, I don't have anything. And I've said this uh, when I've done my DraftKings reads, I, I, I don't have anything against gambling. I just don't do it. Uh, and I think risk averse is probably 
the best word you can, the best phrase you can, you can use with that. Um, but I do have an interest to, I mean, and, and just for context here, I've known uh, the Sharp here for the better part of 30 years. And so obviously our level, I mean, I, I knew Pat when he went to Vegas. I knew him when he went to Boston. Knew him all the way in high school. I knew him talking about uh, his, you know, things he liked. Uh, he would like lines when we were in high school, pointing out lines. We, we, would, we would get the, the Rocky Mountain News and just look through, peruse it in high school. We're going back to the mid 90s here and, and just look at the lines on these games. And Pat would say, oh, that's, a, that's, a, uh, that's too big. That line's too big and all that stuff. I, I remember that distinctly and that's, that's been forever. And one of the genesis of this podcast is like those of you who are historians of CSG will remember we had, a, we had a, uh, episodes back in the day called Gamblers on the Storm. And which we would uh, this you know pick games, but we would do it in a not against the spread way uh, at first, and then we went against the spread. Um, but it was all for fun, and we stopped doing that in 2014. God, it's been seven years. Um, so, and now it's kind of a good time to just kind of build this up again. And you never know; this may be a thing of its own, uh, and so we'll see. So I tell you what, let's take a break for DraftKings Sportsbook uh, read. And on the other side, uh, the Sharp and I will kind of go over our picks for um, certain games. I think we're going to do three games, right? Three games each? Three games. We're going to pick three games each week from the Thursday through Monday night NFL games. And right. we can expand this into uh, – the NBA or something once that starts uh, kicking off here shortly. There's, and I know that's an area of expertise for you. Yeah, there's um, always something to bet on, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, basically, to make it easy for everyone, we're going to do, like, give me your three games for the week, and then we'll keep track. We'll see how it goes. All right. So we're going to take a small break for uh, DraftKings. We'll probably insert another ad from uh, our host there and uh, and go from there. So on the other side, we're going to talk to you about DraftKings and get on with the show. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and, and, and win $100 if in free bets if either team scores a point. The last zero tie, zero tie in the NFL was 1943, so I'd say this was a no-brainer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I lost Literally. my place. Literally lost my place when I was uh, reading this ad, so this is really professional here. DraftKings customers can also get skin in the game with all new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for bigger payout. Uh, Mr. Garen kind of described to you something, something similar to same-game uh, parlays there, but in a more convoluted way back in the, back in the day. Um, but uh, parlays are extremely popular. People like getting those parlays to pay out, pay out, pay out, particularly if you can do it in the same game and you're not betting on multiple games to pay out. Uh, combine multiple bets in the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want, which is huge. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS to bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code MHS. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Mr. Sharp. Let's get yes, into sir. this. Let's, Let's get into it. this. Let's get into this. Let's so, make some picks. So, um, you start us off. Uh, All right. What, well, what do, you, what do you have your eye on? Oh, well, the Thursday night game this week is uh, Tampa, the Tampa yes. Bay Buccaneers. Yes. They're going uh, up to Philadelphia, and uh, that is going to be you know the first opportunity to uh, start your bankroll for the week. As I mentioned, my history is we used to have to abide by the bookie calendar. So you really had to figure out when the, when the money was going to be due or when you were going to get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyhow, so for this week, you know, getting started, it's Tampa, Philadelphia. And uh, for me, um, I, the spread, first of all, is uh, Tampa, the road team, minus six and a half. Right. And uh, I think that's probably the right number. And I think Tampa is going to win. And I think they're going to kind of put a smash down on uh, Philadelphia. Wow. And so I think it's worth taking the six and a half points. And so my Thursday night pick is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady led Buccaneers to win by, well, six and a half, but to win by a touchdown, by a touchdown. Um, okay. on Thursday night football. So that's my uh, that's my pick there. Now, uh, you did mention same game parlays on DraftKings. If you'd like to have fun, one of my little uh, throwaway kind of exercises sometimes is to bet the half in the game. Mm. So, you know, you're going to end up getting a little bit um, – not exactly half odds um, if you bet the half on the game. Um, so I would say, like, for example, in that game, if you wanted to take Tampa minus four um, at the half, and then yeah. you same game parlay that to Tampa minus six and a half, then uh, that's the kind of thing that I would do. Maybe not in this game because the spread's a little bigger than I would use. That's, a, like big, that's a big spread to do that in. Yeah, that's... But the opposite can be fun too. You can say, hey, I'm going to take Philly plus four at the half. Because yeah. I think, hey, maybe in the first half it'll be tied or it'll be close or the Pats will be up, or the, sorry, the uh, Bucks will be up by uh, by by three. Um, but then they're going to win the game by a touchdown. And so if you thread enough of those needles, then those same game parlays pay off. Well, to just to throw this out there uh, to add on this game, uh, I would bet um, just in a general sense, I would not bet on Jalen Hurts over Tom Brady, even though Tom Brady is, you know, 900 years old. And uh, Mr. Guerin here was uh, Mr. Sharp was uh, betting on Tom Brady, his rookie season. Uh, <laughs> but and then, and then rooted against him ever since, you know, never a right. fan of those Patriots teams, <laughs> um, personally, but, uh, now I don't have to worry because he's in Tampa. I'm agnostic about them as a franchise. Right. And, uh, you know, I thought, you know, so to go learn from past mistakes, I thought that they were going to blast new England. Uh, but that game ended up kind of being more of a slog, but this game doesn't have, you know, it's it's a Thursday night game. It doesn't have the hangover effect of uh, pregame festivities and weeks of hype and all of that sort of thing. And so I think that it's a good uh, it's going to be the rebound that uh, I anticipated seeing um, in New England there when they played on uh, Sunday night football. Um, and I think, you know, Tom Brady's going to have a great game and they're going to handily win. Well, and it's it's a big spread, but I think uh, the, the, the Eagles are not a good team this year. And uh, I think it's a safe bet 
taking the Bucks in this game, uh, even though the spread six and a half points, which is a big spread for the NFL. So um, I think that's a that's a that's a good pick there, uh, Mr. Sharp. Um, that's a and not it's it's sharp with a no e at the end, not to be confused with former tight end. <laughs> yeah, no, right, exactly. Great <laughs> Hall of Fame tight end. That's right, that's right. Um, I have my eye on what I think will be the game of the of the day, which is uh, Cardinals and Browns. Um, if you saw the Chargers versus the Browns uh, last week. It was an amazing game. Uh, yes. Game of the day. It was insane. Uh, high scoring, 48, 41, 49, 42. Anyway, um, 49, 42. And it was just insane points. People like points scored like that. And the Chargers, I think, are my sleeper pick this year. Um, they are they are a team that seems to be putting it together, and Justin Herbert is proving himself to be quite the quarterback. And he was thrown into a terrible situation last year when uh, Tyrod Taylor got hurt, and he is looking as ever since has looked really really good. I I got my eye on them, uh, uh, Mr. Garen. What is the spread in that one? Uh, that you were talking, you said the Chargers. No, no, no. Game. The, um, Cardinals and Browns. Sorry. Oh, Cardinals and Browns. Sorry. I I, I, I got off on a tangent. You, you did about Justin Herbert. Yeah. Um, all right. So the Cardinals and Browns. The Browns are playing at home, and they're minus three points. Okay. Uh, it's it all depends on what you think of uh, Mayfield versus Murray, and. I tell you what, the Cardinals are on a roll, and I think I can. I if I was uh, putting some money down on this, which I which I don't, uh, I would uh, lay it on the Cardinals to cover. Very nice. So, in, and uh, they don't even have to. Um, they're on the road, so uh, right. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, and they're getting three points. So, and that can go either way. A lot of times here, a little pro tip for you, Morty. Okay. Is um interestingly enough they're plus three plus 100 which means the plus 100 means that it's a straight bet so one dollar would pay one dollar most of the time bets are minus 110 uh so you have to bet a dollar 10 to win one dollar that's the vig or the juice that's how they make the money at the uh, casinos yeah. and whatnot yeah. um it's also used to try to incite action on a certain um, team without moving the spread so in this case you know they're saying hey we need some cardinals betters here get take the three points and we'll make it an even money bet maybe that's attractive enough to balance out the books for mm -hmm. the spreads but um in this case i would think it'd be so valuable to buy that half point right so that you get the cardinals um plus like three and a half Okay. And that way, when it's a field goal finish, which, you know, all these games are fixed, they fall right around the spread all the time, right? Morning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, then you lay out minus 125. So it's your betting, uh, you know, a dollar 25 to win a dollar. Uh, but you get that extra half point. So if the game does end um, with, as the three point differential, you're a winner. It's not a push. Okay. Well, I, 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 I will take your advice on that because I think 
just on an aesthetic sense, um, the Cardinals score a lot of points and the Browns just scored 42. Uh, this is going to be a if I uh, if you're going to do a parlay on this, I would take the over. I'll be honest with you. Uh, what is the over set at? Forty nine. Oh yeah, this they'll smash the over on this one. Smash it. Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, each team almost uh, went over last <laughs> right. week in the. Uh, in I the can't LA believe Chargers, that Browns over team. is so low. Yeah, I mean, look at the round at some of the other games this weekend, like the uh, Kansas City going to Washington. Uh, that total is 56 and a half. Wow. Um, the, the Thursday night game, uh, the aforementioned uh, Bucks at Eagles is 53. Wow. So uh, there's some big numbers out there um, for sure. Um, Chargers in Baltimore, um, 51 and a half. Um, but in this game, a little bit less there at, uh, at 49. So you like the over and, uh, and are taking the points. I'm taking the points. Yep. All so. right. All right. What do you got next, Pat? Uh, this is one of my favorites to do. And that's uh, uh, the Broncos and the Raiders. You know, it's always hard to really know where to come down. But I do like to buy into the notion that uh, teams are affected by the things that happening are happening around them. And uh, all things being equal, like, the Broncos, I think, are a much better team than they have been in years past. So they're, you know, they're not just going to get the doors blown off them against a, a team that's struggling. Uh, and so on a normal circumstance, maybe the Raiders have a slight edge coming into town uh, to, to play a, a road game divisional rivalry um, in Denver. But uh, the whole fiasco with John Gruden and getting sort of dragging it out through the weekend and getting fired in the middle of Monday night football. And then the team is kind of like, you know, doesn't know whether they should try to rally around the coach or whether they need to speak out about, you know, the circumstances behind his dismissal or, right. or all this. Uh, I think it's classic Raiders um, sort of uh, incompetence or uh, um, refusal to kind of like play by the rules that everyone else does in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to have trouble covering the three and a half points, Brad. I think that the Broncos are going to win by 10 uh, at least. And so I think that uh, that's a, a game that I look at and I'm not really underlined uh, for this weekend's action. You know what I'll say? Uh, what's the line again? In that three and a half. Oh, so for the you Broncos, know, so they're giving them logic. That's the, the that's Broncos the, are favored. Yeah. Well, I it don't. Uh, and now this is something you can clarify with for with me, with Mr. Sharp here. But uh, don't they give the home team a three points? Isn't that the home field advantage? Generally. Yeah, I mean, in a very sort of uh, elementary analysis of it, yes, it's like, you know, if teams are exactly equal, then maybe you, you start with three points for the home team, you know, especially if it's a team, if it's a team like um, Kansas City, um, or, or Green Bay, teams that have really strong home field advantages, uh, the Broncos are probably among them. And so, you know, the hypothetical is on a neutral site with the Broncos um, be half point favorites, you know, arguably. Well, I mean, it, it, it looks to me like Vegas is saying that this is a pickup then. Yeah. And I mean, to a certain extent that is, that doesn't reflect well on, on Denver in this game, because, you yeah. know, if, if they are basically a pick at home against the Raiders who are in turmoil, then, then that, um, you know, that tells you maybe something that they're thinking there. But um, for, for me and, and sort of, of course, being close to this by following the Broncos and, and whatnot, um, I think that, uh, you know, the Raiders week is always interesting and uh, there's been some rough ones in recent years. But I think this is the time when uh, the, the sort of revenge for those 
comes back and, and the Broncos uh, play play a really good game and uh, and the, the Raiders are sort of once again can't get out of their own way. I expect to see lots of penalties. Um, I expect to see uh, lots of uh, sort of mistakes, mental mistakes on the field uh, for mm-hmm. the Raiders. And, and if that ends up being true, then then you know they don't have a chance. Well, I'm gonna go. I, I don't want to step on the sharps toes here, but I I, I would go the opposite. Um, the Broncos have shown to me who they are the last couple of weeks, and they are just a mediocre team. And I think the, this Raiders team actually is going to come out smoking. Um, I think they're relieved to not have John Gruden as their coach anymore. Um, we could have talked about the circumstances that, that led to this point, but I think it's been covered by the New York Times very well at this point. Um but it is, it is, they are probably a bit relieved to not have to deal with John Gruden as their coach right now. And I would not be surprised if they came out on fire. I really would not. I can see that analysis. And anytime I make any sort of like try to make a decision on any of these types of games, you know, I, I can see that side as well. Um, but also, I don't really ever find like relief leading to like, dominance on an, on the athletic field you know it's like i think the relief is that they know that the season could be in peril and so now it's kind of just like well you know we got to go do these things and it's a totally different experience and and anytime uh you change a coach no matter if everybody hates him or if he's a megalomaniac or like whatever um it's a big x factor especially when it's unexpected like you know there's always the like oh this guy's gonna get fired if they lose this week and then uh gets fired and loses um but uh on the other hand there's a a situation where you know the 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 you know they always talk about putting distractions out of their mind and not letting them affect them mm-hmm. and some teams are better and with discipline than that with others and i've never observed the raiders to be a disciplined team yeah. they're yeah. always committing stupid penalties they're i mean <laughs> it's just like you know it's all this time it doesn't matter if art shell's coaching them or john gruden like they're leading the league in penalties they're getting giving the other team one to two first downs a game because of knucklehead penalties on the field and i don't think that that goes away um in a week that's like sort of inherently chaotic but it doesn't it doesn't matter beautiful thing about this it doesn't matter if tom flores is coaching them or that's right that's right or john madden or um (laughs) yeah exactly or um yeah we could go through a a whole history of uh, Raiders coaches i'm sure al davis Um, yeah oh yeah the late Al Davis in the white tracksuit. Right. So uh, anyhow, that's why I uh, I love sports and gambling is because we actually have this opportunity to see whose analysis is right in a few short days. Right. Well, okay, that's a good bet. Um, all right, I'll give you mine, uh, my second one, which is uh, one that was going to surprise people, but um, Cowboys Patriots, uh, Mr. Guerin, what is the line in that game? Uh, that game is the New England Patriots at home are plus three, a rare home um, dog New yeah. England Patriots opportunity. Right. Um, and that is notwithstanding the three point, you know, home field thing. And I'll tell you, I would not be surprised at all. In fact, I will pick the Patriots to cover the spread, which is three points. So, uh, but I would actually pick them to win outright. 
Um, oh, well, went out right. And that's a uh, that's at a plus 145. So your $1 bet pays you $1.45. So almost one and a half times odds. Uh, so that is a, a bold pick. Um, I think that uh, from my take, I think Dallas is one of the best teams in the NFC. And again, I think New England may have a little post-Brady visit hangover. Um, still sort of lingering in the, the air there. And that's a tough game for me. I stayed away from it because uh, I can make the case sort of either way. And I don't know which way to come down. But I admire a dog pick, which well, uh, is always wise to try to find one. I like It's not always easy. I like the quarterback that should have been a Bronco, uh, Mac Jones um that's josh allen (laughs) well josh allen too and landry fields too and uh lamar jackson as well and yes you could go through the list here but uh uh the 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 chunky uh mac jones is uh someone who impressed me enough to where i think at home these patriots can at the very least cover but I, with the way Dallas has won some of their games this year, I'm not fully on board. I could be wrong, but I think this is a game where they, where the Cowboys could struggle. So if I was laying down money on this thing, I would take uh, the, uh, the Pats to win outright. Love the bold pick there. And, uh, and I'd love to see. Um, I'm going to circle like the game. Said, in a Circling few the game. Short, circle it. Circle it. <laughs> Is that a, that's a classic uh, Irvin Joe, yes, move, it is. isn't it? Yes, circle in the game. Nice callback there. Yes. Yeah, love it. Well, that's a good choice. Uh, and uh, speaking of quarterbacks that should have been Broncos, uh, I think the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the Ooh. AFC. Yes, they are. Uh, maybe the best team in the NFL. And uh, they are uh, going to be playing on Monday night this week. And they are giving up five and a half points at Tennessee. But I don't care how many points are given up at Tennessee. I think they're going to blast the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee has struggled. They, I think they'll continue to struggle. Uh, Buffalo is firing away. Um, they got over the hump um, by uh, really handling the Chiefs um, pretty well um, in, in Arrowhead. And so uh, I think that they're going to definitely have an opportunity to uh to cover again here at the five and a half points on monday night football uh so that's what where i'm going for uh for this one well i i agree wholeheartedly the bills from what i've seen are may i i there's no maybe in my mind they are the best team in the nfl uh even though they inexplicably lost the opening game to the pittsburgh steelers um yeah they, they have since been just dominant and i'll be honest with you what they did against the Chiefs was all the evidence I needed to tell me that this team is just dynamite, absolutely dynamite right now. And uh, sometimes you just know, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's like with the Chiefs the last two years, you just knew. You just kind of knew they were an awesome team. It, it, it didn't matter. Well, yeah. Same thing with the Bills. They are just awesome. And uh, I, I just uh, would take them almost every week this 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 year um and uh, you can't go wrong with the bills they are clearly to me the best team in the nfl 
Yeah, and uh, you know, this is one of the things that I love about the NFL is that when uh, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl two years ago with young Mahomes and that young dynamic team and Andy Reid finally getting his title and all these things. And, and then the next season they were lighting things up and they did go back to the Super Bowl. But, you know, everyone was talking about how we're going to be watching the Chiefs dominate the AFC for the next generation, mm-hmm. you know, because we've seen it happen like one time really with the Patriots and we're, that's very fresh in our memory. Um, but it's just, it's so dang hard to develop that sort of dominance and anytime you let your foot off the gas just a little bit or, or things don't go your way or whatever, um, you know, you saw it happen one year with the Patriots when Tom Brady got injured early in the season and missed the entire season. And then he thought, oh, well, maybe this is what's going to bring that team down. But, you know, they obviously made a deal with the devil and things continued to go their way after that. But um, but something like, uh, you know, the Chiefs, the turnover that they had on their offensive line, their sort of question marks on defense, things like that, those belie the reality that Patrick Mahomes is not a a all-powerful you know most dominant player ever to play the game he's one of the greats that you know for his age and uh and I would forecast him to be an all-time great um quarterback throughout his career but we don't know you know I mean Michael Vick ever was supposed to be like the guy that blew away every record in the history of uh of, of quarterbacks and, and right. the calculus on that quickly change. So, you know, that's all just to say that like, you know, the, there's always these teams, there's Baltimore, there's Buffalo that, you know, when they hear, Oh, the chiefs are going to dominate this um, conference for a generation. They have a lot to say about that. And they have dynamic young quarterbacks too. And they have draft picks and opportunities to go out and make moves uh, as well. And so, I'm with you. I think that uh, Buffalo is a, a really solid team. And, uh, you know, depending on kind of how that line moves throughout the, the season, I, I think that they, they'll be favored in every game and they're worth taking in most. Uh, so we shall see kind of how that that pans out. But on the on this Monday night game, I just think that they're going to follow up that Chiefs uh, game with what I'm sure the schedulers thought was going to be, you know, a really a premier matchup. But um, the tight um the Titans have really been disappointing in a lot of ways. And so I think that that gives us just another kind of opportunity to look uh, for some value here in, uh, in Buffalo. Again, it's another favorite that I'm picking, which I tried, I told you I was a little scared of choosing all favorites, but you know, favorites do win games. They do cover spreads. And I think in this case, um, you know, this is a, a pretty solid chance for one. Well, my last one is the is the game that could be the co-game of the week, and that is Chargers-Ravens. Yes, yes. That is a game where it could go either way. Um, I don't particularly like the Ravens. They showed a lot when they lost last week. They beat a Broncos team that was kind of a fake good team at the time, and everyone uh, knows it. And just to clarify, that was two weeks ago two weeks because ago. this yeah. last week they were getting they lost. Uh, manhandled by the Colts and then they came back and uh, bl- and blasted them. So oh, they, they ended up winning by they ended up winning by six. But that's right. I mean, they were they, they won in overtime. That's why he's the shot. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, they won that game <laughs> in overtime, but they were if you were betting on it, on the Colts in that game, you thought you had it in the bag through 95% of the game. Yeah. But Lamar Jackson just put it all together. I mean, they only scored three points in the first half. 
you know, and so then uh, then they go on and put up 31 total in the game. And that's the team, you know, that's the firepower that they finally put together like they had a couple of seasons ago. You didn't see as much last year with Lamar Jackson, but well, he really turned the heat up and, and won that game against the Colts, who I think, you know, during the broadcast, um, I think that they were saying, oh, this is a, um, a team who's better than their record. One and three, the Colts. I think the Colts are, are, have been a, a sort of a, a, a fake all the season and i think that betting against them is a good policy for most people um in the games they play this week i mean literally this week they're 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 minus 10 against the texans and i don't really want to weigh in on that game because the texans are also not that great and they don't have anything really going on at the to give you confidence in the quarterback position but uh you know the colt the colts are are or a paper dragon, I guess. Or, they are. And, and, and I got to say, though, uh, the, the, the Chargers, they've impressed me so much. And they are almost on the Bills tier. As, as, as a t- uh, I mean, I don't know if you, what you think, but it is what I've seen of the Chargers this year has been uh, so impressive and mostly because of their quarterback. Um, they've got the guy. And when I see teams like that, like the Chiefs, the bills um i think in the future uh joe burrow is going to prove himself to be a a good quarterback i I think the same thing for trevor lawrence there's a lot of good quarterbacks filtering into the league but right now right now justin herbert is proving himself to be a dynamite quarterback and i'll be honest with you i'm taking the chargers and i'm going to take them out right I think that the Chargers, uh, well, you're gonna, you don't even have to take them outright because they're not favored. So you're gonna get your free mm. plus two and a half points. Um, That's why he's. <laughs> 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 uh, um, so uh, you can take them outright, but why don't you go ahead and take your points? Yeah, uh, yeah the, the Chargers. I mean, of course, again, beat the Chiefs. Um, they, uh, you know, lost by three to uh, to the Cowboys, and um, you know, a lot of their games have been close. Uh, but last week, you know, they really lit up the scoreboard. They got out that offense firing. I think you're right. Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. Uh, probably the best, in my in my sort of uh, opinion here, the best dog to take this week is is the Chargers. Um, getting those two and a half points at Baltimore. Yeah. Um, should be should be an amazing game. Why it's uh, an early game on uh, Sunday? Uh, we just have to like uh, curse the schedule makers for um, giving us that. I don't um, have Sunday ticket. Are they on uh, CBS? Uh, it should be the CBS game, I do believe. Um, and then the Broncos play at two four. Correct. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, the Sunday night game is the Seahawks at Pittsburgh, which is kind of a underwhelming type of game. And so yeah. it's too bad we can't uh, flex that into the, the Sunday night game, uh, that Chargers-Baltimore uh, game. But, you know, we yeah. can't be in prime time all the time, I guess. Well, no, it's it's good. And 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 what we're going to do, folks, in the future, and we're going to wrap this up, but um, we, we kind of want to make this about a half-hour show. When we, we've gone almost 50 minutes on this one. But, I mean, we, we kind of want to make it a half-hour show to just kind of give you our picks uh, one as a guy who, as I showed tonight, is not about, you know, doesn't know much about the betting thing and a guy who does know a lot about it and kind of give you the synergy between the two of us and who you're going to, who you're going to follow, whose picks are you going to follow? You know, I'm not going to tell you this is a stone cold lock. This is not a tout. Um. <laughs> well, and the thesis there, I think is important to point out where it's like, 
I don't know a lot about betting. I've just done a lot of betting. Does anyone <laughs> really know a lot of betting? You're yeah. literally <laughs> putting dollars on something you have no control over. Right. Um, you know, we can do an episode sometime about bad beats because I have some famous ones uh, <laughs> that uh, that coincide with some of the wackiest things that have happened in sports. But yeah. um, you know, I think in conclusion, if you've never bet before, uh, one of the things that's fun to do is either you know go and get your free bet on uh, on DraftKings or whatever, um, where you can bet just that points will be scored. Just max that out. If it's a twenty five dollar max bet, you bet your twenty five dollars on that, and uh, you're guaranteed to win. And then take that. And bet a couple of dollars. One, you bet one dollar on a game, or one dollar on a on a same game parlay, and just have a little fun and see what happens. And then all of a sudden, games where somebody misses an extra point, that becomes important to you because it has to do with the points being scored in the game and the, and the spread. You know whether you know a team's up by you know, three points and there's a four and a half point spread and they intercept the ball with 45 seconds left in their own territory. And in normal circumstances, they could just run a play and score a touchdown or maybe even kick a field goal, but no, they're just going to kneel and you're going to be enraged by it. And it'll really enhance your, uh, your appreciation for the various things that happen in sports because it makes, it takes it to a, a world where more than just the final score matters. How many points were scored could matter. Right. Who scored the points can matter when the points were scored can matter. And certainly the difference in the two teams and where they end up will matter. And so, uh, you know, it, it's, it's always just a little bit of uh, entertainment to add to your sports watching experience and um, give it a taste. All right. Morty, get involved. <laughs> one day, uh, uh, my uh, colleague, Nate Lundy is one of the, he, he keeps insisting that one day I will eventually succumb and start uh, wagering on sports. Well, he's insistent on this. Let's, let's <laughs> just make an agreement, Morty, that if you do decide to, to place a wager on sports one time, don't just pull out your phone and make a make a bet. Let's go to a sports book. You know, we've got some local we ones do. now, yeah. or uh, we, you know, we can travel or whatever. And uh, let's go look a man in the face and tell him, hey, I want $5 or $500 or wherever you start. Um, slam it down on the thing five thousand yeah. dollars <laughs> on this game and get yourself a printed ticket and sit back and watch along with the other degenerates and um and 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 root for points not players and root for uh spreads not wins you know right. it's it's another element to the the good times all right well folks so uh, thank you for joining us on the debut of morty and the sharp uh, we'll be back with another episode uh, probably next week. And uh, like I said, potentially, potentially this could be its own thing, you know, but, uh, you know, it also could be. Potentially... If I go over three, we'll probably never do it again. Well, this is true. And then people will be out with the pitchforks and, and torches. So I think over we'll six. We'll be exposed. Over... <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll be Morty in the mark. Morty in the mark. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Just as hard to go over six as it is to go six and oh, though. Remember that. This is very true. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. We'll see you next week.